Welcome to the Elgin Watchmen Podcast, coming to you from Elgin, Illinois, the historic home of the now-defunct Elgin Watch Company. The Elgin Watchmen Podcast is a monthly show focused on environmental sustainability issues in our city and throughout the Fox Valley. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Anderson and Tia Agassiz. Welcome to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. As you just heard Wally the Watchman say, my name is Eric Anderson. And apparently there is someone around here who answers to the name of Tia Agassin. Tia, Tia, where are you? Come out, come out, wherever you are. Oh gosh, how embarrassing. I keep forgetting that my podcast partner, Tia Augustin, has temporarily left the show, and she's taking a seven-month sabbatical. In fact, I just heard the other day down at Arabica Cafe in downtown Elgin, which, of course, is where all the good gossip is occurring uh, nowadays. I heard from somebody who heard from somebody else that Tia has left town. She allegedly is helping unionize Twitter employees, and she's preparing America for the next assault by an uber-rich oligarch who answers to the name of Elon Musk. And while I let those alternative facts and that fake news maybe sink in for a moment, I would like to give a shout-out to one of the Elgin Watchmen's newest podcast sponsors, Oprah's Bridge Construction Company, whose motto is, You get a bridge, and you get a bridge. Oh, heck, everybody gets a bridge. (laughs) Yes. Before the Elgin Watchmen bat phone starts ringing off the hook, I confess, I'm pulling your leg, obviously. Tia is not unionizing Twitter employees, but I have not been authorized to tell anyone why she's taking a seven-month sabbatical, except I am allowed to say she's not pregnant. However, I can say that she's planning to swing by the sound studio sometime, I think she said in November for a short interview, and at that time, she'll explain to all of you what exactly she's up to. So all I can say is stay tuned for more information that's coming your way in just a few weeks. Moving on from the drama I like to call Tia, this brings us to why we're really here today. Lead in our drinking water. Is there lead in our drinking water? How would you know if there's lead in your drinking water, and what should you do about it if there is? Over the last few months, We've been exploring these questions by interviewing the former Elgin water director. In addition to the current water director, we've interviewed a pediatric nurse and an Elgin resident who actually replaced the lead service water line to his home most recently. Today, I don't have anyone lined up to interview, so I guess you're all stuck with just me, but I promise this episode is interesting and it's worth staying tuned into. Why, you might be asking? Well, because today I'm going to share with you a few facts about the city of Chicago's lead service line replacement program and compare those facts to what the city of Elgin is actually doing about the same thing. I will end today's podcast with the list of questions that you may want to ask Elgin mayoral and city council candidates when they come a knocking at your door after the upcoming holiday season. So are you ready? Alrighty then. On your mark, get set, go. The idea for today's podcast topic came from a billboard on Interstate 90. Last week, my husband and I were heading downtown for our typical Friday date night. We actually had reservations at Art Smith's quasi-new restaurant. It's called Reunion, and it's located on Navy Pier. 
And while we were fighting a little bit of traffic on I-90, I noticed a public service announcement billboard encouraging the public to visit a website at www.leadsafechicago.com. So with a little time to kill in the car, I took the bait and I pointed my smartphone in the direction of that website. And what I found, well, (laughs) it was impressive. That's all I got to say. This branded domain name is obviously the city of Chicago's strategy to help residents and homeowners easily remember where to go online and where to find information about the city's lead service line replacement project. Super smart, right? As I started to scroll and click around, all the information that Tia and I struggled to find at the start of this podcast series many months ago about lead and drinking water in Elgin, all that information was immediately at my fingertips. And it was easy to find. No digging, no searching, easy peasy lemon squeezy. For example, with one small swipe, I'm looking at easy to read information about what it takes to replace a lead service line. And I'm also looking at an easy-to-understand diagram of a typical water service line. With just another swipe or two of my finger on the main page, I'm quickly learning that the city of Chicago offers its residents two different types of lead service line replacement programs. The first program is called the Equity Lead Service Line Replacement Program. Not every Chicagoan qualifies, but those requirements are clearly spelled out in plain English, and there isn't anything left to the imagination. The bottom line is that residents who meet income requirements are eligible for a free lead service line replacement from the city water main on both sides of the Buffalo Box all the way into your home. Additionally, as part of this program, the city will throw in a free water meter, a free water meter installation, and free follow-up lead test kit. The second program on the website's homepage is called the Homeowner Initiated Program. Now, this is obviously the program meant for people who don't income qualify for the first lead service line replacement program that I just talked about. While this program does not come with free money from the city of Chicago to replace your lead service water line, they do provide some what I think are serious incentives. Incentives such as waiving permit fees, attaching the new water line to the city's water main for free, and providing a free water meter. It all adds up to what I think is, I think they said is a few thousand dollars in savings. That's pretty pretty darn serious. Now, all of this information was on the website's homepage. And so after I got to the bottom, I went looking and I found the site menu. And when I clicked that little, I think they call it a sandwich bar or, you know, it's those three lines towards the top of the page. I discovered that there was even more information found on other pages attached to the website. Information about lead paint, more information about lead in drinking water, and various easy to understand resources and documents that were available in both English and Spanish. When I clicked on that menu link to the drinking water webpage, I immediately was able to see easy to understand graphics with links to simple instructions on the following topics. Topics like how to check and figure out if your water line is a lead service line, how to flush your water, why you should use cold water, why you should consider replacing your old water faucets, how to get a free water test, how to get a free water filter, additional information on how to replace your lead service line and how to volunteer for a water study with the city of Chicago. I literally cannot gush enough about how awesome this webpage is and how smart the city of Chicago is for taking this approach to public education. The Elgin Watchman awards the city of Chicago today a big gold star (laughs) for being super smart. 
But I need to stop all this gushing because the Elgin Watchman has a badass reputation to uphold. And with that in mind, let's turn our attention to the City of Elgin's website, which of course is www.cityofelgin.org. And let's do a little bit of comparing and contrasting to what we just found on the City of Chicago's specialty branded webpage, www.leadsafechicago.org. So when I surf to Elgin's website and nose around on on its homepage, this is what I see. I see pretty pictures of the community's landscape, boxes on the webpage, kind of ugly boxes with links to more information about Elgin 311, Elgin meeting agendas, how to request public records, how to contact the mayor and how to contact city council members, and a weird box that's labeled transparency. And oh, if that were only the case at City Hall, but let's not go down that rabbit hole today, please. When I keep scrolling, I come across news about various things like the pumpkin smash composting event and the city's fall leaf collection program. I'm just not seeing anything about lead service water lines. So I scroll back up to the top of the city of Elgin's website and I decide to use their search bar. I also decide not to overthink things and I just simply type the word lead into that search bar. And in the blink of an eye, I'm staring at a what's a list of words, I guess, that are hyperlinked to documents, resources, and other web pages that are embedded within the city site. I'm looking at it right now on my computer screen. And here are some of the words I'm seeing. Lead service line replacement resources, lead information, lead service line replacement, lead service line replacement FAQs or frequently asked questions, 2021 private side lead service line replacement project, lead service line education brochure. And that's what I'm seeing. Most of those links from what I can see were uploaded some somewhere in 2022. So they all seem fairly up to date. So thumbs up on that. With all that said though, I don't mean to be a critical ass, but while this information is appreciated, and I truly, I do appreciate it, it certainly is not organized very well, and most of it appears to be only in English. And seriously, how does that make any sense when approximately 50% of Elgin counts itself as members of the Latinx community, and many of those individuals consider English as their second language? But pushing past the cosmetic, albeit important, differences between the two websites, there are important other differences. For example, The city of Chicago allows its residents to apply for two different lead service line replacement programs, whereas the city of Elgin's water director told the Elgin Watchman podcast that there's not going to be an application program here in Elgin. And while that sounds good at face value, which is, you know, sounds good because there's less paperwork for Elgin residents, it really isn't because what city water director Eric Weiss was really saying is, don't call us, we'll call you when we're doing construction projects around the city and disturbing water lines, and we'll tell you if you live in an older, uh, lower income neighborhood, and if you qualify for this money, we'll approach you with that opportunity to replace your water line. So again, don't call us. Don't worry about this. We got your back. We know what's best for you. That's kind of what they're saying, honestly. Whereas the city is like, hey, if you got concerns, call us. Hey, we got two different you know, programs that you should consider. We want you to replace your you know, lead service line. There's a huge difference in terms of approach to um, solving this problem. In another comparison, the city of Chicago offers financial incentives to homeowners who don't qualify for public subsidies to still consider replacing their lead service water line. They do this by waiving permit fees, agreeing to attach new water lines to the city's water main, and 
providing a free water meter. The city of Elgin does not appear to be offering any of these things to its residents. In fact, when I was on the city of Elgin's lead service line replacement FAQs page, I did a page search just on the word permit. And the frequently asked question that I found was, do you need a permit from the city of Elgin to replace your lead service line? And the answer to that question was, quote, yes, a permit is required from the building division of the community development department. I can only assume that a permit is required and you need to pay for the permit. Otherwise, they, they would have said differently. Now, I don't think that I should probably bore you with any other comparisons here. Needless to say, the city of Elgin has a lot of work to do in the area of customer service, public education, and all around strategic thinking about the issue of lead service line replacement, at least in my opinion. All of which brings me to the upcoming mayoral and city council elections scheduled for the early spring of 2023. Don't blink because candidates likely will be knocking on your door this fall and after the holiday season ends. Additionally, candidate forums should probably start getting scheduled around town in February and March. And while all this might feel burdensome to some of you out there, I encourage you to maybe reorient your thinking and look at it as an opportunity to ask some tough questions about what they, the candidates, would do to change City Hall's lackadaisical approach to the issue of lead service line replacement. Because throwing a lot of federal money to solve maybe 10% of Elgin's lead service line problems is only the beginning of a smart solution. And to make candidate questioning easier, the Elgin Watchman podcast suggests maybe you think about asking one or more of the following questions. Question number one, what's your position on allowing Elgin residents the opportunity to apply for a grant to replace their lead service waterline? Or how about, do you believe federal funds should be prioritized to our neighbors who may not be able to afford a lead service line replacement? Or if elected, would you push for additional financial incentives such as waiving permit fees, free water filters, free water test kits, and waiving service line connection fees to help Elgin residents who don't income qualify for current lead service line replacement programs? I'm sure you could probably think of a handful of other awesome questions. However, I need to confess that I already know the answer to one of those questions you might be thinking about. And that question is, why doesn't the city have a specialty branded webpage like www.leadsafeelgin.org? You see, the answer to that question is that the Elgin Watchman went to godaddy.com today and purchased the website domain names for leadsafeelgin.org, leadsafeelgin.net, leadsafeelgin.co, leadsafeelgin.info, and leadsafeelgin.com. So maybe your question might be better worded as, when will the city of Elgin contact the Elgin Watchmen and ask them to donate one of those domain names to the city? Or does the Watchmen need to build that website for City Hall because their track record with technology and web page design has been poor to date? Well, before I get myself all worked up, I think I should probably end this episode right here. Thank you again to our loyal listening audience for sticking with us on our lead service line replacement coverage over the last few months. I'm still working on one final interview for that series, but we'll soon be coming to the end of season one of the Elgin Watchmen podcast. And when that happens, we'll be turning our attention to a few new sustainability focused stories. So stay tuned. And until the next time we meet, I encourage you to find ways to get involved, be engaged, and always keep watch. Thank you for listening to the Elgin Watchmen podcast. 
If you want more information about what you just heard on this episode, visit our website, elginwatchman.com. The Elgin Sustainability Commission meets the second Tuesday of every month. Check out our website for meeting details. Do you have an idea for a future podcast? We want to hear it. Drop us a line at info at elginwatchman.com. Thanks for listening.